Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I'm coming to you very early this morning on uh, Friday, January the 6th. Guys, um, uh, if you haven't listened to my program, I'll give you news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. And um, I do come to you guys this morning with a heartfelt request for prayer, immediate prayer. My friend, my very sweet and dear, dear Oh, bestest friend, uh, Kimberly Brock, um, is in a coma. They ever, uh, she's very sick, um, very sick. She needs our prayers. Please, please pray for her. Um, she's, uh, in ICU and has to do with her heart. Um, if you could please say a prayer for her and her family and her friends. Uh, and her work staff. Um, uh, I know she hadn't been, she hadn't been the best of health, you know, here lately with a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, but she's one of the strongest people I know. Uh, and if anybody uh, can pull through this, she most definitely can. And if it's the Lord's will, she most definitely will. So I pray that it is the Lord's will to heal her this morning. Uh, Jeremiah seventeen fourteen says, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. So if you guys don't mind, I sure would appreciate that. Um, it's not the news I wanted to wake up to this morning, but we serve an almighty, all-powerful God. And nothing, nothing is too impossible for him. <clears throat> uh, to apologize for my voice, I just cannot seem to get my voice back with whatever... Whatever it was that I had a, a, a seems like about a month ago now. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to be sucking down some coffee today. So, we do have some headlines to hit you guys. <clears throat> so, let's jump on to number one here. So, under the radar, the detransitioner movement is surging. This is Prophecy News Watch. With the explosive phenomenon of gender dysphoria continuing to ripple across America's youth, a related but much less highlighted trend is simultaneously occurring, a movement almost completely ignored by the mainstream media. News studies are now or news studies are now emerging showing that the detransitioner movement is far larger than what is commonly acknowledged, with detransition rates nearing thirty percent in some instances. So we are going to check that article out. Okay, so what else? Expectations. 2023, how Lindsay says, here are a few trends that will probably apply to 2023. Some are encouraging, but many are not. At least not in the short term. Widespread mental chaos. As people turn from truth, they are left with lies. Romans 118 through 32. And the world seems bent on turning away from God and towards Satan. You see that? a lot so desperate deep state planning intense chaos in 2023 that is by alex newman and of course if you poll america right now we ain't feeling too great about 2023 the gallup summed up the poll like this americans enter 2023 with a mostly gloomy outlook for the u.s as majorities predict negative conditions in 12 out of 13 economic political societal and international arenas yes folks I know you feel that. I feel that. We know that. The Bible told us that. It's no surprise to us. But we don't have a gloomy outlook. We have a glorious outlook because we are waiting for our Lord and Savior to come and take us home. 
And if he doesn't, we still have a glorious outlook because one day when we pass away from this earth, we will wake up in eternity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So what are we here to do? The Great Commission. Tell everybody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell them the truth. Make disciples. That's what we're here for. That's what we are here to do. It's not to get your best life now and all that good, wonderful, fake garbage. You know. Mm. But if you listen to the world... That's what they tell you you should be doing. So, <clears throat> more articles to go through today. And, uh, you know, we know what's heading. We know what's headed. Uh, we know what we're headed into. So, we, um, as Christians, we have a blessed hope. And we kind of, we can see through all the deception because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us who guides us and teaches us and shows us all truth and so we have to rely on him and we also rely on you know his guidance and so if you don't have the holy spirit whoo wee you um you will be led astray that's pretty pretty um bluntly put but it's the truth so we have the fda will allow retail pharmacies to sell abortion pills this is heartbreaking. It's by Breitbart. Under the new FDA rules, patients will still need a prescription from a certified health care provider, but any pharmacy that agrees to accept those prescriptions and abide by certain other criteria can dispense the pills in its stores and by mail order. By mail order. What kind of a what kind of a world do we live in, guys? So anyway. Um, I don't know if I talked about this. I think I did yesterday. But the I Believe in Prayer, the ESPN analyst and former NFL store bows his head and passionately prays on air. I actually watched that again last night. Uh, that was beautiful. Um, it was uh, on YouTube. Um, you guys know me in channels. I'll have to go check it out. <laughs> it's not one I normally not one I normally look at. It kind of popped off uh, yesterday. I kind of watched it. Anyway, uh, they had John MacArthur. Um, it wasn't on the program, but they were using you know, like one of his... Uh, sermons as a backdrop which was kind of cool but anyway uh and uh i don't think i got to read this yesterday which is the cultish climate agenda can we resist the green dragon in the coming year and that is jan markell so let's hop on to some of these articles and let's just start with you know what i want to start with the really good one i want to start with the detransitioner movement because your guys are like, what is detransitioning? You know, like I was like, hmm, I kind of thought that too. So let's check it out. So this is at prophecynewswatch.com. So under the radar, <clears throat> excuse me, the detransitioner movement is surging male to female to male. All right. So let's check out that article, shall we? I'm going to gonna go as long as my voice will let me go today. So I don't know if I'm going to get to everything, but I will at least touch on every article. May not be able to read every article uh, in depth, but I will at least touch on the highlighted part. So, let's talk about this this uh, this phenomenon, right? So, this phenomenon of gender quote dysphoria, right? The condition of being mentally distressed due to a perceived mismatch of one's gender identity and one's biological sex. 
um, has seen a colossal increase among children in the United States over the last five years. A recent investigation by Reuters found that a minimum of 121,882 minors in the U.S. between the ages of 6 and 17 were diagnosed with gender dysphoria between 2017 and 2021, while admitting that this is probably an undercount. In 2021 alone, they tallied 42,167 diagnoses, an almost 70 increase from 70% increase from the previous year. <clears throat> so, but thousands of young women and men who once identified as the opposite sex, many of whom attempted a gender transition by ingesting drugs and undergoing elaborate surgical procedures to impersonate the opposite sex are now rejecting the transgender identity and are once again embracing their natural sex. Well, praise the Lord for that. I do want to interject in here. The drugs that they are giving boys, okay, little boys, young boys, um, it's a hormonal drug, This, it's a chemical castration. And I want you guys to know that it was deemed too too dangerous too um uh it was too um yeah i just say dangerous okay to give to pedophiles in prison pedophiles in, they won't even give it to them because of its side effects but yet they're going to give it to little boys just want to throw that out there in case you really wanted to know what's going on in the world today. So, as reported by the post-millennial, new studies are showing that the rate of individuals who detransition away from a trans identity is occurring at paces that far exceed what the legacy media is reporting. At the RE or RE-D Trans Canada event held at York University in Ontario last month, researchers presented a number of studies that showed detransition rates ranging from 2% to almost 30%. Three other studies from England show rates between 6.9% and 9.8%. Another yet-to-be-published study of 774 young Canadians and Americans revealed that 16% had halted ginger transition treatment, citing health concerns, change in identity, and cost. These rates contrast sharply with the less than 1% rate that is constantly trotted out by the transgender activists and the media. It's noted by the post-millennial other culture indicators also point to a swelling detransitioner movement. Reddit, an online discussion forum that in early 2022 was the ninth most visited website in the world, has a detrans chat room or subreddit, which currently has over 40 thousand members so online accounts and testimonies of young women and men who have detransitioned from pursuing a gender transition opposite from their biological sex have exploded in the last five years and distinct similarities are emerging from among many of these testimonies while the cause for gender dysphoria are often complex and multifaceted cultural and institutional influences beholden to a pro-transgender ideology have become primary contributors to the confusion over biological sex that is occurring among thousands of adolescents guys are doing this on purpose are flooding the media with this garbage uh they're teaching it in our schools what what does that have to do anything to do with school absolutely nothing nothing it has nothing to do with school but in the 1920s you can go back in history and yeah can go back there and find out they have been um and, and they have been taking over our education. That's how they that's how they took over a Christian nation. Anyway, yeah, we'll go back. 
to have time for that today. <laughs> so here's a sampling of 20 testimonies from among the hundreds of detransitioners who have publicly shared their stories. The power that social media has to shape the minds of young people who have experienced abuse and are looking for affirmation is readily apparent in these accounts. Along with the potent influence that medical and psychiatric professionals have in pushing their young patients down a path of gender transition drugs and surgical procedures that often create irreversible uh, physiological harm. So Daisy Strongen spent seven years from age 15 to 22 attempting to transition from female to male. It began when she immersed herself on the internet due to depression from low self-esteem. Chances are the kid who was spending 14 hours a day on the internet probably doesn't have a lot of in real life friends and so they probably feel alienated. I mean that's how I felt she said. She soon discovered the world of gender queer and gender fluidity on social media sites and began close following trans influencers. Strong, Strongen began getting testosterone injections and eventually underwent a double mastectomy. Folks, she's under the age of 22. Soon, however, she began feeling remorse for her decision. It just got so hard to look in the mirror because I felt more of a disconnect between my mind and my body than I did before, she said. I felt like I was in some kind of weird gender purgatory. She now rejects gender theory and gender identity, calling it a scam. Strong it is now 24 and newly married with an infant son. Well, praise God for that. So anyway, Casey Miller uh, began taking testosterone at 16 and underwent a double mastectomy only six months after she started the injections. Folks, she was 16 years old. 16. You can't buy alcohol. You can't even buy tobacco. You can't buy a firearm at the age of 16, but you can have a double mastectomy. You see the insanity of this all. Reprobate mind. And the parents who let that happen. What in what? Anyway, uh, she says that she was introduced to gendered ideology through influencers on YouTube. After noticing that the, testo that the testosterone treatments were causing severe hair loss, she decided to detransition. She now admits that social contagion played a role in convincing her, convincing her to transition. The more detransitioners that speak out, the more that will feel comfortable to come forward, Miller says. We're going to see a huge wave, she says. Folks, I'm gonna say, when I was a kid, I was a tomboy. I was raised on a farm. You know, I rode horses. Um, I had an older brother. We played pocket cards. Did I ever want to become a boy? No, but I was a tomboy. But no, could you imagine if I was young, impressionable minds at that age, like they are right now, listening to all this garbage on the TV? They're just like, oh, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. Mm. But, you know, that's what we're looking at right now, folks. Gotta understand. So, Chloe Cole went on pu puberty blockers and testosterone at just age 13 years old. She had been diagnosed with autism and ADHD at age 7 and spent a lot of unsupervised time online where she was exposed to gender ideology. When she began questioning her gender identity, she was fast-tracked by medical personnel into transitioning. And her parents were pressured to sign off on it. See how they suck the parents into this garbage too? So anyway, uh, she underwent a double mastectomy at 13, folks, at 13, 13 years old. Do y'all, you remember when you were 13, how crazy your hormones were going all over the place? You remember? Teenage years, remember? Evil, wretched world, evil wretchedness. Underwent a double mastectomy at 13. How is that even legal? Somebody tell me how that's even legal. That's child abuse. That is child abuse. Oh. Anyway, 
And says uh, she says she still suffers medical complications to this day five years later. Oh, my Lord, she's only 18. Cole soon came to regret her decision and has now become a spokesperson to advocate for protecting children from undergoing transition procedures. She also launched a support group for detransitioners called Detrans United. Helena Kirshner struggled with depression, isolation, self-harm, and eating disorder and suicidal thoughts as a young teen. She's Jesus. Anyway. But no, 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 you can't tell people about Jesus. Oh, no, you hate it, you bigots, you homophobes. You can't tell them the truth. You can't tell them that God loves them, made them, that he made them the way they are made. No, you can't tell them that an all-loving, all-powerful God loves them, knows how many hairs are on their head. No, no, you can't tell them that. But you can give them all these drugs and cut off their breasts and do all this other stuff to them at 13 years old. Outrageous. Outrageous. Anyway, she was at 13, she was exposed to the gender ideology through Tumblr. At 18, she began taking testosterone and soon began having fits of uncontrollable anger, eventually resorting to going to a psych unit where she was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and psychosis. 17 months later, she decided to stop taking testosterone and her symptoms immediately stopped. Kirshner noted that no medical professional suggested that the hormones could be causing the symptoms. Really? Of course not. They're not going to tell her that. They don't care about her. They don't care about her. No. Folks, when are you going to realize the world doesn't care about you? These people don't care about you. God cares about you. An all-loving, all-powerful God cares about you. Jesus cares about you. He says, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Anyway, this just makes me sick makes me sick this happened so Camille Kiefel experienced a traumatic event in her childhood and she subsequently felt uncomfortable and vulnerable as a female and desired to look uh, for more androgynousness so after being exposed to gender identity ideology in college she began to identify as non-binary but not as transgender I struggle with severe mental illness and suicidal ideations she said did they help these people at all? Did they help these children? Did they help these young adults, these young women, these young men? Did they help them at all? No. They don't help them. They're hurting them. And they don't care. They just keep pushing more drugs and doing more surgeries. And, and look what it does to folks. Did you know the suicide rate of the trans community is like, is up there? I can't remember the percentage. I said it on one program, but it's high. It's high. But they won't have you to think that it's anything wrong with them being, um, trying to be another uh, uh, biological sex than what they were born with. No, no, that that's not the problem. It's how people treat us. No, no, honey. It's because you don't have Jesus. It's because you don't know the truth. No one's told you the truth. No one told you that God loves you. No one's told you that. That's, that's the heartbreaking truth. They suffer and they shouldn't have to suffer. This is suffering, guys. This is not... Um, you know, this isn't, th these people are suffering. These kids are suffering. And is the world helping them? No. Is culture helping them? No. They're telling them it's okay to be like that. And they know it's not. They're just, they're confused. God is not the author of confusion. This breaks my heart. This breaks my heart. And I'm sure it breaks yours too. As I read these stories to you guys. Um, because on, after only two appointments with mental health workers, they recommended she receive a double mastectomy. 
The procedure caused her to suffer from acute distress, and she is now suing the healthcare professionals for what she calls an aberrant misdiagnosis. I just don't want what happened to me to happen to someone else, she says. That was Camille. Here we have Grace Ledinsky-Smith. She described a euphoric feeling when she started taking testosterone. She soon went ahead and also had both of her breasts removed. But afterwards, she described having intense suicidal despair. She eventually stopped taking hormones and started using her birth name again. It became important to just accept myself as myself, she said. Kat Kattenson began taking hormones and described it as, quote, one of the better antidepressants I had taken, unquote, she says. But after three months, her voice dropped dramatically. Nothing was coming out except Aaron squeaks, she said. She soon stopped going to social events and singing on stage, which had previously been one of her passions. After believing that transitioning would solve her depression, she soon discovered that it actually made it worse. Kattenson was able to find an online community of detransitioners and stopped taking hormones. Kiera Bell grew up in a troubled home in the UK and didn't have very many friends in her adolescent years. She decided she wanted to be a boy at 15, but what she says she really but what she says was really going on was that she was insecure in my body who had experienced parental abandonment, felt alienated by my or from my peers, suffered from anxiety and depression and struggled with my sexual orientation, she says. She went to a National Health Service clinic, which put her on puberty blockers at age 16, testosterone at 17, and a double mastectomy at 20. I was an unhappy girl who needed help, she writes. Instead, I was treated like an experiment. After deciding to detransition, she sued the NHS clinic that treated her and won her case. Praise God. See, folks, they need the truth. They don't need more lies. They need the truth. They need to know... That somebody loves them, that God loves them. They need to know this. But mm -mm. if you tell them that, that's hate speech. If you tell them that an all-knowing, all-powerful God loves them, that's hate speech. Does it make any sense to you? And they call evil good, good, evil. You know you're in the end days. Isaiah told us that in chapter 5, I think, verse 20. And yeah, it's you can't. How is that hate speech when you tell somebody how much God loves them and he sent his only begotten son and daughter on a cross for them? How is that hate speech? Yeah. Do you let your three-year-olds get away with everything they want to get away with? It's basically what this world is teaching them. Remember when they started giving out trophies? Oh, here's your participation trophy. I don't know about you guys, but me growing up, I was very, very competitive. Somebody get, I would be humiliated if they tried to give me a participation trophy. Tell you what, man. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Kathy, Kathy Grace Duncan grew up in an abusive household and began to believe it was unsafe to be a woman. She began taking hormones at age 19 in the early 1980s and changed her name to Keith. Eleven years later, she was challenged by a fellow churchgoer and decided to start detransitioning. Duncan now works as a women's ministry leader to help women reclaim their femin femininity sorry, in a time of identity crisis in our culture. It's time for women to break the mold. We don't have to look feminine. We just need to draw it out, she explains. Yes, folks. If you haven't read John MacArthur's book, 12 Extraordinary Women... Ooh, you need to read that book. It is good. It is very, very good. Check that out. Anyway, so Walt Heyer 
was dressing girls' clothes as a four-year-old boy repeatedly by his grandmother. He was later sexually abused by his uncle, which made him not want to be male. He would cross-dress and wish he was a girl. As an adult, he began living two separate lives as a married man and as a cross-dresser. He eventually decided to undergo both top and bottom gender transition surgery at age 40, and his marriage soon ended. Of course, it should have ended before that, but I was just, After eight years of living as a woman, he found himself still distressed about his gender identity. He eventually got counseling for his emotional trauma and received healing. He detransitioned at age 50 and now provides support to other detransitioners through numerous authored books in his calm ministry. L. Palmer had a traumatic online sexual experience as a young teen, which he says greatly shook her confidence and self-worth. Worth. Uh, she started taking testosterone when she was 16, but started losing her hair and soon decided to stop. If I had been going to a good therapist, if I had been going to school, if I had had friends and had meaningful relationships with people outside of the internet, I know that I would have been able to reconcile my female identity with myself the way that I was, she says. I was just living so disconnected from my body and so disconnected from whom I really was. You hear the cry for help, folks? They're not getting help. Luca Hine suffered from mental health issues at age 15 in which she experienced discomfort with her body. A therapist encouraged her to come out as transgender and by 16 she underwent a double mastectomy. 16, folks! Oh, it ticks me off. Her parents had been told that she was at high risk of suicide if she did not transition. She has also undergone changes to her voice and body as a result of hormones. Now 20, she regrets listening to the doctors who says... Uh, who she says manipulated and misled her into irreversible damage to her body. Yeah. Yeah, it's more likely to you will commit suicide if you transition than if you don't ever transition. They're not going to tell you the truth, though. They're lying. Lies, lies, and more. Devil, the devil, the devil. The advocate is Jesus Christ. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. And what does he come to do? Kill, steal, and do destroy. What was his fault? He's the liar and the father of all lies. Laura Becker was diagnosed with a developmental disorder as a child, which today falls under the autism spectrum. She was also verbally, emotionally, and psychologically abused. She began having social anxiety and attempted suicide. She also began viewing pornography, which gave her a, a misogynic view of women, or misogy mis bleh, misogynistic view of women. She began identifying as genderqueer after finding influencers on the social media site Tumblr. A psychiatrist diagnosed her with gender dysphoria after only two visits and said she was of sound mind to get a double mastectomy. She also began taking testosterone, which escalated her feelings of desperation and hopelessness. She came to regret her decision and is disappointed with the medical guidance she received. There is a lot of bad therapy out there, she says. There's a lot of satanic therapy out there. Abel Garcia was raised by his grandparents and says he didn't have a male role model in my family. The transient lifestyle he grew up with made it difficult to make friends. He learned about transgenderism on social media. When he came out to his parents, his father forced him to see a prostitute to cure him. The experience traumatized him. He saw a therapist and was astounded at how quickly his therapist affirmed him as genderqueer or transgender uh, despite his mixed feelings. He began taking estrogen and had breasts surgically implanted on his chest. Three months later, he realized he had made a mistake. 
He has since suffered from a plethora of health complications as a result of taking estrogen. We should obviously give people the actual help that they need instead of affirming this illusion that they have and that we are feeding to them, he said. Nailed that one, didn't he? Laura Beth Perry Smaltz believes she was a man born in a woman's body and felt she just needed to fix the body. She began to take male hormones and underwent a double mastectomy in her rest. Can you know, you see the trend going here, folks? She began to take male hormones and underwent a double mastectomy and hysterectomy. She later regretted her decision to marry a man. She is now deeply troubled by the lack of medical oversight and the ease with which young people are able to obtain opposite-sex hormones and surgeries. It's so maddening when I look back. Where were the doctors? Where, where were the doctors willing to say, "Hey, wait for a second. This is really not good for your body." She asked. What isn't the doctors like in their oath is to do no harm? Yeah, folks. There's several more stories like this, but they're heartbreaking. Very heartbreaking. Very, very sad. Mm. Let me scroll back up here. So, Jeffrey, I'm going to read this last one. Jeffrey McCall was bullied as a child by, and by age 15 was living a homosexual lifestyle. When his relationships with other men ended and left him unfulfilled, he turned to drug abuse to cope. Eventually, his inner turmoil led him to, to, led him to taking on a transgender identity as Scarlet. This led to a continued pattern of promiscuity with other men performing at drag shows. He eventually came into contact with two mentors, a college professor and a pastor, who encouraged him in his faith journey, despite continuing to live a double life outside of church. One night, he broke down and asked God, Will I ever live for you? He heard God reply, Yes, you will live for me. McCall soon gave up his transgender and homosexual lifestyle. It was a lot to handle, he said. I had to explain to people that it wasn't about becoming, quote, straight. It was not. It was a choice not to follow sin. The alcoholic, transgender, homosexual, prescription drug life I had was not what God had created me for, he said. So, for more information, here's a list of websites of detransitioner advocacy groups and communities. I'm going to tell you about these guys. So, Post Trans is a collection of detrans stories from female detransitioners and desisters, it says. Detrans uh, Voices, a community resource created for, by, and about people who have detransitioned and or desisted from transgender self-identification. These words. Detrans United. And then Detrans uh, Foundation. And Sex Change Regret. Take Back Your Life. Others have. You can too. Folks, this was originally posted in the Washington Stand. It was, uh, you can find it at prophecynewswatch.com. Prophecynewswatch.com. I'm not sure if I gave the author um, of this. Anyway, the author here is Dan Hart. Dan Hart. It was posted on January the 3rd of 2023. Oh, my goodness, guys. Is that not heartbreaking? I know we start this on a sad, sad trip. But the good thing is, the good thing, up to 30% of them are realizing the truth and getting out of it. They realize what it's doing to their bodies and to their mind. And uh, some physically maybe irreparable but, you know, remember, God will always take you back. There's nothing you can do, nothing that's so bad that God will not take you back. Nothing. Jesus' blood covers every sin. Repent. Confess your sins. Ask Christ to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you. 
and he will. As far as the east is from the west, as far as how far he has forgotten your sins. Boom. God says, I blotted them out and remember them no more. So, yeah. So expectations. Here we go. Let's talk about a little bit of trends going on. I like Hal Lindsey. So let's check it out. This is uh, um, www you can go check it out there so he says at the beginning of a new year we usually take stock we look back on the previous year and ahead to the new one to us the future is obscure but to god everything is present tense <laughs> he sees future and past as a single all-encompassing now so when we wonder about what which uh lie, well, about that which lies ahead we can look to his word and what has he told us so, he gave many prophet, uh, promises and revealed much about our futures as individuals. He also laid out what's coming for our planet. That does not mean we can give the precise geopolitical conditions of 2023. Bible prophecy is not arranged in a 365-day interval. <laughs> but the Bible gives us a great deal of information about the time just before Christ's return. And that fits what we now see. By looking at where the world is and where it will be, we can have a good idea about the road we are on and where it will lead folks my voice is going <laughs> so here are a few trends that will probably apply to 2023 some are encouraging but many are not at least not in the short term widespread mental chaos as people turn from truth they are left with lies and that is romans 118 through 32 which is romans one culture i always talk about that so the world seems bent on turning away from God and towards Satan. Jesus said of the devil, he is a liar and the father of all lies and the father of lies. John 8, 44 in ASB version, he says, following a liar sets people adrift on a sea of confusion, darkness and despair. In talking about the last days, Jesus repeatedly warned that it would be a time of deception, i.e. fake news, gaslighting, hype, duplicity and fraud. Like we see going on. misinformation. Sorry, we see going on right now. <laughs> so confusion. When people lose the ability to discern truth from error, it affects everything. They question basic and obvious concepts, such as the differences between boys and girls. Many begin to see their Christian and Jewish neighbors as dangerous, leading to increased anti-Semitism and persecution of Christians. We see that happening. A darker world. Chaos of the mind leads to anguish, which in turn leads to more drug abuse, just as the Bible predicts. Drugs feed into increasing levels of crime and violence. Trying to protect itself from crime and violence, society further restricts human rights. Lawlessness leads to loss of freedom. And Jesus said the last days would be a time of lawlessness. Opportunities for witness. Drowning people long for buoyancy and stability. The followers of Jesus may be increasingly shunned by society, but they will have increased opportunities for personally sharing the gospel with others. Yes. Dying churches. The real church will not and cannot die, but there are organizations everywhere that claim Christ, even as they reject his word, these will fall deeper and deeper into darkness. Apostasy is what I like to say. So he says, the real gospel of Jesus stands in dark contrast to the increasing ugliness of a satanic world order. 2023 will provide unique opportunities to express God's love by sharing his word. And for that reason and others, he says, and he says, I can still say, Happy New Year. Yes, folks. Whoo, boy, howdy. We have a lot of opportunities to share the love of God, whether that's giving somebody yuck, food, 
you know, buy him some water, you know, get to talk to him a little bit, share Jesus with him. You know, guys, we should do that. Well, we can't. I read a book a while back. I can't remember the name of it, but he goes, one thing you can't do in heaven. One thing you won't ever be able to do in heaven is tell people about Jesus because they will all know Jesus down here. We have a lot of opportunity, especially in these um, extreme times. So let's check this one out. Desperate deep state planning intense chaos in 2023. This is by Alex Newman. Alex Newman. And we can check this article out at, well, we can check out Optimum because their internet is not the greatest. Not the greatest. Yep, not coming up today. It's uh, usawatchdog.com, but apparently my internet's not one to work. Okay, so it'll come up in a minute. So I guess she's listening to me chit-chat for a little bit. Or we can pause this programming <laughs> and I can return at a later date. <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, folks, it's, um, I, you know, it's, it's, I just find it so hard to believe that these are the days we live in, in the end times, what the Bible said, and, and it's everything he said it was going to be, but I think our mental minds, our little minds could not wrap around the concept, and it's just like today, the shots, the clot shots that are clearly killing people, clearly, evidence abounds but people don't want to believe it. No. No. Did you get your booster? Your booster? Your other booster? Your 15th booster? I always think of Howard the Duck. Did you get your booster? You know, it's that, it's, the evidence is, is astounding. But people don't want to believe it. They've been brainwashed. They have been gaslighted. And it was so easily done. But yet, like I said, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to discern what's right and wrong. And it's getting so bad. You can definitely tell believers from non-believers. I mean, it's pretty stark. It's easy to see now. I mean, it really is. You know, it's kind of like the mask from the unmask. <laughs> Remember those days? The mask and the unmask. It's kind of like, that's how stark it is. Like, you can say, people wear a mask, people not wear a mask. So you can see how stark it is now from the believers who believe in Jesus Christ and know the deception. We can see the truth because the Holy Spirit tells us from the other people who are completely lost, reprobate mind, Living the Romans one culture, being sucked into all this, that don't know the truth. Boom. You, we are clearly divided. You can see that. Kind of thought just came to my mind. Kind of reminds me of the Bible says when Jesus comes, he's going to separate, you know, the goats from the, you remember he, boom, he separates them. And of course you got the wheat and the tear and, oh, guys, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I say it every single program. Today is a day of salvation, he says. Don't wait on the moment. All you get is call upon the name of the Lord. He will be saved. Jesus will save you. Anyway, desperate deep state planning intense chaos in 2023. Alex Newman. This article is by Greg Hunter. Posted January the 3rd. Political analysis at uswatchdog.com. So, award-winning journalist Alex Newman, author of the popular book Deep State, says the world is waking up fast to the global genocide caused by the CV-19 bioweapon passed off as a vaccine. Because of this public awakening, Newman um, says the desperate Deep State is planning intense chaos in multiple areas to cover their tracks and distract the public away from the extreme crimes globalist elites have committed. Newman explains what they are going to do over the coming year is massive numbers of crisis expanding and accelerating ex uh, existing crises. He says they will be 
fomenting all new crises such as food crises. And we've got immigration crises, borders uh, crises, uh, currency crises, terrorism crises. You name it because that is what they do. The UN is standing by to provide solutions to this. The World Health Organization is working on digital IDs and vaccine passports to deal with the health crisis. The Bank for International Settlements, or the BIS, <laughs> take out the I, I'm sorry, um, is working on the Central Bank Digital Currency, or the CBDC. To deal with the currency crisis, the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, the FAO, is working on solutions to the food crisis that they are unleashing on humanity. Plants, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they got those cricket plants. They expect you to eat crickets and 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 manufactured meat made in, in not even real meat. Folks, it's disgusting. Anyway, so we are going to see a lot more of this, he says. And I forgot the energy crisis. He says, this is what we talked about a few weeks ago when we talked about the UN Climate Summit or the COP27 in Egypt. They are dismantling our energy infrastructure for the purpose of causing an energy crisis. And they say this is what they are doing. They are starting a new energy order to take control and limit our energy use. Got to increase the font here a bit. Okay, so Newman says totalitarians like to create the poison and the antidote all in the same laboratory. That's what these globalist deep staters and insiders are working on. They create the poison and antidotes in the same laboratory to take our freedoms and population control is going to be a very big part of it, he says. So this brings us back to the CB19 bioweapon vax. Newman says what is unfolding in 2023 is mass unstoppable awakening to the genocide that is CV-19 from infection to injection. This is mass murder, and that is what people will wake up to in 2023. You see it happening right now, guys. So Newman says, these people are on, re are on the record with statements and speeches where they claim there are too many people consuming too many resources and we need to reduce the population of the earth. I think the evidence for mass murder and genocide is so overwhelming that it would be hard for a court not to convict. We have to understand the global elites to global predators behind this atrocity that in my mind have killed millions and millions of people and are not going to say, you got us, we give up, take us to jail, we are going to have another Nuremberg. They are not going to do that. They are going to deploy the next part of their plan. Based on what we have seen so far, we can expect to see some sort of crisis of epic proportions to try to take the focus off of it, which is a CV-19 bioweapon vax genocide. In closing, Newman says the main issue, what we are dealing with is a battle against evil. In Ephesians 6, you get a clear picture about what we are fighting. We are not just fighting George Soros, Klaus Schwab, or Joe Biden. The Apostle Paul in the Bible calls these powers and principalities or demonic entities. These are fallen angels and demons that are behind the scenes that govern huge parts of the world. Many people do not understand they are being ruled by demonic forces. They have been turned over to a reprobate mind. They think they are worshiping money or some statute. In reality, they are worshiping Satan. In Ephesians 6, there is really clear instructions on how to deal with this. I talk about this a lot. It talks about taking the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. It talks about taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the Bible. 
That is our offensive weapon, he says. When you read the Bible, you get an accurate depiction of reality that you won't get from the lying fake media. The reality is Satan knows he has a limited time on earth. He wants to take as many souls down to hell with him, so he uses lies, fear, ignorance, trickery, temptation, and evil. Unfortunately, most of the rulers are in league with this evil force. We know how this ends, and it is not going to end well for them. There are only two sides to this fight. If you want to make sure you are on the right side, because there are eternal consequences for this. And of course, there's more in the 40-minute interview that he has below. So, guys, you can go to uswatchdog.com. You can read that article, and you can listen to the video. Or you can listen to the interview below. Man, I couldn't tell you. I, I couldn't say that any better. And that is happening. So, what can we learn from all this today? We can learn that we live in a fallen world. We can learn that the Bible is absolutely true. And uh, we can learn that we can trust God because He knows the end from the beginning. The Bible says uh, we are actually seated with Christ in heavenly places right now. So, um... If you ever thought about that, you're like, wow, you know, what am I here for? Well, we're here to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ, the commission, the great commission, <laughs> evangelize and make disciples. That's what we're here for. Time is short. And, um, you know, I look around the world today and I'm sure you do too. And you can see lost people, um, desperate people, sad people. And who is Satan seeming to attack? He attacks those folks, especially children. Isn't that wicked? That is wicked. He is wicked. You know, people think, I talked to one guy the other day, and he goes, isn't, isn't Satan Jesus' brother? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Satan is a creation. Jesus is God. <laughs> God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. A lot of people actually think that. They actually think that um, the devil is Jesus' brother, and that's wicked. That's like, I think it's Jehovah Witness or something. That is um, wicked. That's wrong. It's a lie. It's a lie from Satan. Absolutely not. But people don't know. If you don't tell them the truth, they won't know the truth. Not only do you tell them, but you've got to equip them. You can't just say, well, this is what the Bible says. And then just leave them like, oh, okay. Give them give them the tools that they need. Give them an apologetics Bible. Like, hey, here's an apology. The best apologetics Bible that I have found is the Holman Christian Standard uh, Bible. It's the um, apologetics Bible. You cannot find it on anywhere. You have to get it on eBay. It is out of print. Um, they went to the CSB, which I do not like and do not recommend. But the old HCSB, I completely recommend that guy. So, I have one here. It is the best apologetics Bible that I have found. So, you got to equip them. You've got to give them, but you got to give them a Bible. You've got to give them tools to read the Bible. You got to give them a plan. You got to you got to help them. You got to disciple them. Don't just leave them hanging out there. You know, don't expect to believe your word. My mom always told me when I was a little kid, ever since I can remember. I don't care what anybody tells you. She always said, it doesn't matter. If you can't find it in the Word of God, don't believe it. If they tell you something and you can't find it, ask them, where'd you find that in the Word of God? If they can't show you, well, then don't believe them. <laughs> we live in a world today that is filled with people saying, well, God told me to tell you, to tell me to tell you, and God said no. No. If God tells them something and it is not in line with the Bible, and it's Clearly unscriptural. Then you know it's a lie. Look at this cat cur. God damn it to have it. And he stormed into my bedroom and he killed him. She's a wicked, wicked woman. Wicked. 
with a little pink hair. Wigan, YouTube took down my channel, but I did have a video on there of her. <laughs> Guys, stay away from these people. They make a mockery of God. Listen to that witch. Listen to that witch. Wrecked. Ugh. Makes me angry. They make a mockery of God. Kenneth Copeland, they make a mockery of God. He is satanic. I'm telling you, I think that dude is demonic. I think he is is possessed. But listen, just listen to the stupid words that they say. Just listen to And people eat it up by the millions. <laughs> no. They are, they are deceived. That's what angers me. God has a special place in hell for those folk. I'm telling you, he does. So guys, if you're following T.D. Jakes and Creflo Dollar and, and Joel Olstein and all these apostates and, 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 and w get out, get away, turn away from that wickedness and follow an actual Bible-believing pastor. Get out of that. Go watch Spencer Smith on YouTube. He's going to show you all about that. Go watch 3rd Adam 1, 2, and 3. I think the fourth one's coming out as well. Go check that out. Go to um, the Messed Up Church on YouTube. It's called Hit the Bar. Boom. They're going to tell y'all, and they'll even hit the bar during the video of them saying what they're saying, the pastors and the apostates themselves. And they'll show you video, and they'll hit the bar, and then they're going to, when they hit the bar, you stop it on the YouTube video, you know. And then they'll tell you what they just said and why it's wrong, <laughs> why it's heretical, why it's blasphemous. So, And they're hilarious, too. I absolutely love him and his wife, um, Paulette Kozar, and, uh, yeah, and Steve Kozar. Anyway, uh, and their little doggies. Oh. Um, so anyway, uh, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, as always, you know, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And I would love to talk more, but I don't think my voice is going to hold up. And y'all probably don't want to hear me ramble on anymore anyway. So I'm really going to get off of here. So guys, I really do appreciate you guys listening. Um, always, always, I am very thankful. And of course, I pray for each and every one of you guys. And if you would, please keep my friend Kim in your prayers today. Um, I believe in miracles. I do believe God still performs miracles today. I know he does. I know he does. James in the book of, which is his half-brother, says, The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's old King James language. Like, I know he still answers prayers. Look at uh, look at Hamlin. God still answers prayers. Still answers prayers. And uh, if you don't believe it, look around the world today. God still answers prayers. And so I sure appreciate you guys praying for her. I do. She's such a sweet, sweet, sweet soul. I just love her so much. Anyway, guys, I am really getting it off here. She's on Texas. We at least have to say bye twice. <laughs> um, guys, uh, you know, I, I just thank you much, so much for listening. And my prayer is that God would bless each and every one of you. And that his face would shine upon you. And that he would give you boldness to stand on his word, boldness to preach his word, boldness to make disciples in the Lord Jesus Christ today. That's my prayer. And Father, I ask you this in Jesus' name. All right, guys, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.